T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's a good idea. Have a point makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Welcome to At Your Service. Brad Young in with you tonight until 10 o'clock. Hey, glad you are with us tonight. And, you know, I'm I'm the legal analyst here on Camo X and uh, also uh, hosting At Your Service uh, most Wednesday nights, uh, except when there's Billikens basketball. But other than that, I'm here with you on Wednesday evenings. Uh, and I get a lot of emails from listeners. And I respond to every single email. So I'm going to give you my law firm's email address. My law firm, Harris, Dowell, Fisher, and Young. My email address is byoung, that's B-Y-O-U-N-G, at harrisdowell.com, H-A-R-R-I-S as in Sam, D as in David, O-W-E-L-L. If something comes up during the show, we've got some questions or just want to give some feedback, I always, always enjoy hearing from you. Also, except uh, for when we are in an interview tonight, we've got two interviews coming up in the next two hours. Except for that, phone lines are always open. Text line is always open. It's the same number. You know it. It's 314-436-7900. So if you got something on your mind, let me know. To me, that's what at your service means. You can listen to a podcast. You can Listen to whatever you want, delayed, but there's no interaction. And here, this is truly the only format where you get to interact with the show, and we like it that way. Especially if I if I say something and you disagree, please call. I mean, listen, there's nothing I like better than healthy debate. Not yelling, not screaming, not questioning someone's parentage, but just healthy debate. So uh, if there's something on your mind, let us know. We would love to uh, take your calls as the show unfolds. In fact, I'm going to have kind of a running question throughout the evening, and I'll, I'll refresh your memory on this question as the show goes on. But, you know, when we had these cold weather, uh, cold temps a couple of days ago, and my daughter, one of my daughters lives in Minneapolis, and... I, the high the other day was two degrees, not the wind chill. That was the high actual temperature. And I thought, you know, would you rather? Have you ever heard these? You've heard these would you rather questions. Of course you have. And so one of the questions that occurred to me was this Would you rather give up heating and air conditioning for the rest of your life or give up using the internet for the rest of your life? Which of those? 
Which of those would you want to do? And uh, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to pick on Michael because he doesn't know I'm going to do this. Or I'm going to uh, here power up here. I want to ask you. Um, would you rather you heard? I don't know if you heard my would Would you rather question? I heard parts of it. Okay. Would you rather give up heating and air conditioning for the rest of your life, or give up using the internet for the rest of your life? I, I'd go heating and air conditioning. Really? Yeah. You know, you can crack a window. I, I like <laughs> to sleep, you know, in more colder conditions, but I, I, I can manage. You can manage. I, I'm, I'm an Eagle Scout. I know how to, you know, good, manage good. with Yeah, we talked about nets. this last yeah. time. I'm an Eagle Scout, too. And so, uh, you know, we we know how to, the proverbial building a fire with two sticks of wood. I've done yeah, that. The You've fire starters. Oh, right? yeah. Or, or what I always used to call scout water was was gasoline. You know, that worked out. Ah, well. yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> That's the way to start a fire in a pinch, just back up. Yeah. So, uh, but so from your perspective, you would rather have internet for the rest of your life as opposed to heating and cooling. Yes. It, it, it's, it's a connectivity thing. It's, mm-hmm. you know, connecting with other. I, I love communications. You know, I think I probably should have been a communications major in college, but I wasn't. And so be, finding, new ways and just keeping connected with the rest of the world mm-hmm. with that different streams of communication. I, I think I see that more as a positive than what well, you, you have people in developing countries who are just now starting to get the internet and you might see them still not have, you know, central air, central heat, all of sure. that. So it, I'm okay with that. It's not a necessity to have those things underneath the roof over your head all that matters is that you have the roof over your head. Mm-hmm. Well, but what I like about this question, and maybe and I'm it's sure a loaded you, question. Well, it's a loaded question, but see, this is what is amazing to me. It gets to the heart of do or do you place personal comfort above or below intellectual uh, curiosity or communication ability? Okay, so that really tells you what a person values most. Yeah. And so I, I'm agreeing with you. I would I would rather I would rather give up heating and cooling for the rest of my life as long as I had internet access. It's like we live in Missouri too, so we're gonna get all the seasons no matter what. When we want to be cold in the summer, we just gotta wait a couple months. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I love that question. So we're gonna come to an interview after this break. And uh, uh but uh, throughout the evening Again, if you've got uh, a thought on this, which would you rather give up for the rest of your life, heating and cooling or access to the Internet? I would love to hear your thoughts. 314-436-7900. And coming up after the break, we're going to talk to author Jared Knott because he wrote this fascinating book. And I wanted to reach out to him as I was reading his book. It's called Tiny Blunders and Big Disasters. 39 Tiny Mistakes That Change the World Forever. Talk about intellectual curiosity. I mean, this book, from cover to cover, is intellectual curiosity about what if. What if these things didn't happen? How would our country, how would our world be different? And we're going to get into all of that with Jared Knott right after this. Brad Young at your service on KMOX. starts me up is just fascinating information. I mean, if you love either history history or trivia or both, 
You're going to love this book I recently ran across, Tiny Blunders, Big Disasters, 39 Tiny Mistakes That Changed the World Forever. Written by Jared Knott. Hey, Jared, i got to tell you, you've written a fascinating book. Thank you very much. Glad to hear it. It's, yes, got, uh, it's an honor to be here. It, uh, the information in here is is really geared towards people who are intellectually curious because it's mm-hmm. from front to back. It's intellectually curious. And before we get into all of the inflection points of history that you lay out in your book, you start your book with... Ex- T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Explaining, or by explaining a concept known as the butterfly effect. What is that? Yes. Yes, uh, there was a, a famous mathematician in his day, uh, Lorenz, Professor Lorenz, and uh, they do not give a Nobel Prize for mathematics. If they did, he would have won it, and he won the equivalent of that award back in the 1950s. And uh, he was working with a, uh, a mathematical problem, a, a computer problem, and it was uh, a, a projection of uh, weather. And it had a number that had a decimal and then 18 uh, numbers behind it, which got, of course, that meant the number was, got infinitesimally small. But it was taking a long time for the computers of the day to run that, that particular program. So he said, well, gee, 18 numbers, run a lot of off about six or seven or eight of them, and just have 10 or 12 numbers past the decimal. That'll speed things up. And the number is so small, it won't make any difference in the outcome. And he was amazed what a major, major difference it made, those small numbers at the beginning of progression multiplied and multiplied and multiplied had a major impact on the final result. So as a result, he presented a paper to this large mathematical convention, and he, uh, in this presentation, he said that would mean that a butterfly flapping its wings in Brazil could lead a year and a half later to a cyclone in Texas, and that's where the phrase, the butterfly effect, was coined. Uh, and which is the essence of uh, what, what the book is about. A little tiny difference, a little tiny mistake, multiplies dominoes, multiplies dominoes, mm-hmm. and can have catastrophic results. Yeah, and your book really chronicles so many of those random events that have an enormous impact on history. And just a few for folks who, who, who need to pick up your book, things like Chappaquiddick or the accidental beginning of World War One, which yes. to me is a yes. fascinating idea, and even events that surrounded the Hindenburg. But I want to dive into two of these topics because these mm-hmm. are the two that interested me the most. So I wanted to dive into these, and that is the first one involving General George Washington crossing the Delaware River. And uh, mm-hmm. in that event, that was towards the end of 1776, in December of mm-hmm. 1776, 
And mm-hmm. as you chronicle in your book, just setting up this random event, uh, the, the cause of American independence was almost lost at that point in time. Yes, a little bit of bad luck uh, or a little bit more alertness on the part of the uh, Hessian uh, colonel uh, could have made all the difference. Someone had sent him, it heard that uh, George Washington might be coming to attack him there in Trenton, but it was just a rumor, he wasn't so sure. And a spy delivered a letter to where he was staying, and he took the letter and just put it inside of his breast pocket. And he was there at a party. It was Christmas Eve, and he was playing chess, and he was playing cards, and he was drinking wine. And then he later went to sleep uh, with the unopened envelope in his uh, coat pocket. Well, of course, George Washington, uh, marching on a very, very cold night, he had one or two men just literally froze to death, uh, launches the attack. Americans uh, fought uh, courageously to their great credit. And uh, Colonel Rawl went out and, with great bravery, uh, faced the American enemy and was shot through the chest. And he was killed. Um, uh, and then after they were looking at his body afterwards, they, that's where they found the envelope, that the warning that the, uh, Washington was coming. But with a little bit of bad luck, they'd opened up the envelope, hadn't been playing chess, maybe didn't drink quite as many glasses of wine. He said, oh, my gosh. And he called his troops into battle formation and might have been George Washington who was shot versus uh, Colonel Rawl. So it was uh, if it hadn't been for that one little tiny mistake, it could have made all could have made all the difference. And, and to me, we're, we're talking to Jared Knott. He's the author of Tiny Blunders, Big Disasters, 39 Tiny Mistakes That Changed the World Forever. And to me, Jared, what's interesting about this story is context. And you place it in context in your book when you talk about how uh, at that point in time, contrary to maybe uh, the myth surrounding 1776 and the Revolutionary War, but at that point in time, our troops were losing and losing badly to the British forces. Yes, yes. We had been kicked out of uh, New York. Uh, he had, uh, Washington had been outmaneuvered and uh, outfought, uh, and we were uh, kind of at the low point. It was just... Uh, not just a couple of steps away from having the entire revolution being uh, snuffed out. And so if we had had a, a defeat at that particular night, and George Washington at that point was absolutely critical to the revolution going forward, without him there's a very good chance the whole thing would have collapsed. I think uh, Henry Lee, Charles Lee, uh, I think it was, was uh, kind of the second in command. Mm-hmm. He was uh, a man who was, uh, had Tory leanings. And uh, so there was not a good second commander to take over, and the entire revolution uh, might have fallen apart, and the United States might not have become a separate company country. We might have been just another uh, colony like uh, Canada, and who knows how history would have turned on that uh, one small uh, mistake. See, I think that's fascinating, and and because because Colonel Rawl did not open the letter, did not yes. read the letter, just because of that happenstance, and had he read that letter, he would have been— he would have been alerted to the fact that Washington was crossing the Delaware with his troops, planning uh-huh. on a surprise attack. Uh, but right. since Rawl didn't know about that, uh, uh, the troops lost, and that truly was the the turning point of the Revolutionary War. Yes, we were again. We were kind of on the ropes. We were knocked on our rear end, and if we had lost that one, we were desperate, desperate needed. The battle itself was not a large one, but in terms of morale, it was yes. extremely important. There was also another battle shortly after that at Princeton that we won as well. They were not big battles, but they came just when we needed them the most, when morale was uh, for the American cause was uh, at a, a terrible low point, and it was managed, managed to turn things in the right direction. Plus, also, if Washington had been killed instead of Colonel Rowell, like I said, 
it might have been the end of the revolution uh, right then and there. Wow. Right. And see, that's the kind of thing that I just find you, you've collected an entire book of these little instances of history. And, and I think the actual term is an inflection point that had they gone mm-hmm. differently, our world would be radically different. And, and the other story in your book that I'd like to dive into involves dynamite. I mean, you mentioned the Nobel Peace Prize a few moments ago, uh, but mm-hmm. uh, but let, let me let me set the stage here on this discussion of dynamite, because the, the precursor to dynamite, nitroglycerin, was actually right. invented in Italy in 1847 uh, by mm-hmm. Ascanio Sobrero, and forgive me if I butchered his name, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, but Sobrero saw no commercial use for nitroglycerin, but a fellow chemist in the same laboratory, Alfred Nobel, did. Now, you, you go through in your book, there was an accident that actually mm-hmm. allowed Nobel to invent dynamite. Yes, uh, nitroglycerin was very, very powerful, very powerful explosive. Of course, its big, big weakness was that it was so volatile. You jarred it just the wrong way, and it would blow up uh, the entire room, blow up the entire uh, factory. And the uh, nitroglycerin had been shipped to him inside of this container, and it was he opened up the container, opened up the box, and it was a cold uh, morning, and he accidentally uh, dropped the uh, vial of the nitroglycerin down into the packing material. And, of course, it could have if it hit just the wrong way. It could have blown up. That would have been the end of Alfred Nobel. But it spilled into the packing material in which the dynamite was being shipped. It was kind of a porous kind of a sandy material. And he turned. it turns out that it turned into a kind of a putty. Uh, and so he molded it together and began experimenting with it. And its explosiveness was not reduced, but its stability was greatly, greatly improved. And that was the birth of dynamite. Now, another accident of, a, I guess, a beneficial kind was that sometime later, uh, Alfred Nobel's brother uh, died. The newspapers made a mistake, and they thought it was Alfred Nobel himself that had been that had died, and not just his brother. Uh, and uh, so they wrote obituaries, and in the obituaries, they, they described Alfred Nobel as a merchant of death because the dynamite was being used as explosives, of course, in war. Uh, and uh, uh, artillery and, and also various explosive devices and, and killing and maiming many people. And Alfred Nobel was horrified to realize that when he was gone, he's going to be remembered as this horrible monster who maimed and killed uh, so many young men. So he looked for a way to counterbalance that and conceived on the idea of the Nobel Prize. And that was how the Nobel Prize system, which, of course, is with us very much to, to this day, uh, was conceived and brought into existence to cleanse his reputation. So when his obituaries were written, they would be much kinder and gentler mm-hmm. to his name. But what's interesting, and, and this is why I know you chronicle this in your book, that had he not dropped the nitroglycerin into that packing right. material, had that not right. have happened, I mean, somebody else, in all honesty, probably would have developed dynamite or a similar explosive in the not-too-distant uh, future after that event. But had he not been the one that done that, we wouldn't have the Nobel Peace Prize that awards uh, and gives out honors and, and, and large sums yes. of money to the people yes. who, who drive our planet forward intellectually. Yes, and that, of course, the money given to those people, they sometimes put to good use for further scientific research. Also, because uh, men and women being what we are, uh, we're competitive and like recognition and uh, like honors. 
And so there may be some people who work that much harder to win that kind of an award. It's, you know, it's hard to say, but it was certainly a, a positive contribution to the development of humanity. It came out of one man with cold fingers dropping nitroglycerin into packing material. Yeah, and, and to me, I just, it, again, the, the idea that one little mistake actually resulted in, in so many ways, how we understand our planet and our universe through all of the funding and prizes that have gone forward through the Nobel Prizes over the years, all because the dude dropped nitroglycerin into packing <laughs> material. I just find that to be fascinating. And, and I know your yes, book is chock full of other types of stories just like these. Uh, if folks want to check out your book, again, it's Tiny Blunders, Big Disasters, 39 Tiny Mistakes That Changed the World Forever. Uh, Jared Knott, where can folks, what's the best way for folks to find this book? Yes, you can go to tinyblundersbigdisasters.com. Tinyblundersbigdisasters.com. We have a great website. It has uh, two and a half uh, free chapters. It has a book trailer. It also has my favorite part of the book, which is the portrait gallery. And we're running a special this week. You can get the electronic download for just $1.99. That is a deal. What's that website again? Uh, TinyBlundersBigDisasters.com. TinyBlundersBigDisasters.com. You're supposed to say things nine times on radio. <laughs> we won't do that. We'll try five times. TinyBlundersBigDisasters.com. It's a fun website. And we got a good value this week. And by the way, the book has been on the bestseller list with Amazon for over 13 months now, and it's won about it's won six uh, six awards. Six That's major fabulous. Awards. Hey, Jared Knott, thanks for joining us tonight on Camo X. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good Bye. evening, sir. You can see why I loved his book. It's just at every turn, it it challenges challenges what you know. And it makes you think about what if, you know, there's a there's a comic book, a Marvel comic book called What If? And it, it, was, it was fun. And Mar and uh, Disney Plus has been uh, doing a, a What If series on there animated about, you know, what if something little changes in the Marvel Universe? This is the same thing, only it's real. Only it's not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's talking about everything that we know and understand about our world could have radically been changed had little, tiny, little decisions been handled differently. Uh, speaking of decisions, we're going to go to a break here, but uh, I want to open the phone lines because I asked you a question earlier before the interview. Would you rather give up heating and air conditioning for the rest of your life or give up the Internet for the rest of your life? What, what would you say to that? 314-436-7900. Call or text. Would love to hear your feedback this evening on KMOX. We'll be right back. Welcome back to KMOX. It's funny. I got, a, I got a text here on the question, the ongoing question of the evening. Would you rather give up heating or air conditioning for the rest of your life? or give up Internet access forever. Somebody texted in and said, I would want to keep Internet access so I can listen to CamelX.com. So uh, thanks, Mom, for texting that. No, I, I, that's a joke. But uh, <laughs> so the, that, was, that is the question of the evening. Call or text. Would love to hear from you. We, we talked a few moments ago uh, with author Jared Knott about decisions. And, you know, there's one guy who made some very poor decisions in life, and that's good old Prince Andrew. 
Uh, he made some bad decisions. And uh, what's interesting, though, is it, there's, there was a, a court decision today in the United States, States District Court in the Southern District of New York. And let me set this up. As everyone knows, uh, Jeffrey Epstein uh, was a pedophile, and uh, he liked to to entertain people on his plane and on his island, and him and his friend Ghislaine Maxwell would provide uh, underage girls to perverts, essentially. And Prince Andrew is alleged to have been part of this. He's denied it. He's denied being a part of anything. But he's being sued. And what's interesting is you normally don't see members of the royal family being sued. That's just not something that you see. And you certainly don't see them being sued for essentially rape or molestation of a minor. So Prince Andrew's being sued in New York. And it came to light actually last week. And to me, from a legal perspective, This is a fascinating issue, and let me set it up for you. What happened was is that this particular plaintiff who is suing uh, Jeffrey, I'm sorry, suing uh, Prince Andrew, actually was suing uh, Jeffrey Epstein back in 2009, and she settled that case for $500,000. And at that point, she had to sign a release agreement. I draft these all the time. It's very, very common. But in this particular release agreement, it released not only Jeffrey Epstein, but it also released any other potential defendants. In fact, uh, the, the plaintiff, and her name is Virginia Jeffrey, uh, at that point, she agreed to release Epstein and also, quote, any other potential defendants, unquote other potential defendants from all or any matter of action or actions uh, that she may bring, whether in state or federal court. So what, what does that mean? That means when you release someone in a release agreement, you're stating that you are forfeiting or giving up your right to sue them for any reason. But in addition to giving up that right to sue Jeffrey Epstein, She also signed a release agreement stating that she was giving up the right to sue any other potential defendants. And clearly, Prince Andrew was a potential defendant because he was hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. So the question just got posed last week. This was new information we didn't have before. But today, the court ruled that the lawsuit can proceed. The lawsuit can move forward. And the question's going to be, does... Prince Andrew have a case on appeal. In other words, can this decision be appealed to a higher court to get a different ruling on the legal implications of that release? Now, let me tell you right off the bat, I have no sympathy for Prince Andrew, uh, and I'm not arguing on this because I feel like he is being uh, uh, railroaded or uh, that he somehow has uh, some sort of a, a character that needs to be protected. But I'm just looking at it as a legal puzzle about whether or not whether or not this release agreement where the the plaintiff knew she was releasing people other than Jeffrey Epstein, whether that has any applicability to Prince Andrew. Uh, And 
We're going to see because I anticipate this will be appealed. And when this case is appealed, uh, the question is, can you appeal what's called an interlocutory order? I don't know New York law on that one, so I'm going to have to do some research. But if this gets appealed, the question will be fascinating to see whether or not this lawsuit can move forward against Prince Andrew. And talk about decisions. You know, one of the things that, uh, that came out this week is that we are dealing with the greatest inflation we have seen in 40 years, 40 years. And you've seen it. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. When you go to the store, when you gas up your car, when you shop for goods and services, everything's more expensive, everything. And what's interesting is, is that uh, we saw that, that overall prices are up 7%. You know, 7%, you go, oh, that's not really all that much. 7% doesn't seem like it's really going to affect you all to, to a great degree. However, let me, I pulled some other numbers out of here. Gasoline prices are up 49% in just the last two years. Beef is up 19%. Pork is up 15%. Uh, chicken is up 10%. Furniture, 13%. Have you tried to buy a car lately, a used car? It's impossible. A used car is impossible, and they're up 38% nationwide. Hotels are up 28%. Car rentals are up 36%. So that we, we hear that the inflation rate's at 7%, but that's so misleading because everything costs more. You know, we had <clears throat> one of the things that we do my wife and I have uh, folks from our church come over uh, in the fall. We have a chili supper, and I, we cook a great big pot of chili on the stove, and we serve a lot of people. But we put uh, we put about ten pounds of hamburger into this huge pot of chili. And so when my wife went to get the hamburger, <laughs> she she sent me. I think it was an emoji of somebody having a heart attack because in previous years. Uh, it would cost about $20 for that beef, and now it was close to 40 So that price had almost doubled in the span of one year to get the beef for this, for our chili cook-off. So you're seeing those prices, and you have to make decisions every single day. Can I afford this or can I not? Do I buy this or do I not? And the really the sad part of all this is, is there are things we could be doing right now to curb inflation, but instead we're simply making it worse by trying to increase government spending. That's like saying, oh, there's a fire. I'm going to try to put it out with gasoline. No, it just makes it bigger. Okay. Uh, and yet our, somehow our officials in Washington don't understand that that increased government spending adds to inflation. Later on in the show tonight, I want to talk about five ideas that I think liberals simply don't understand. And I will get into that as the show unfolds. We also had a we had a caller didn't want to go on the air, Tom. Tom chooses no internet. Uh, but uh, he didn't go into any detail as to why. Uh, what, no, Michael, I, did he I say why? Yeah, he said um, if you choose the other one, you won't have any running water. Because you need the running water to help uh, in the winter yeah. keep everything warm. So he said, would you rather have no internet or would you rather have no running water? 
That? Is that he's thinking about this a lot deeper than I think I was. <laughs> well, I, I'm thinking, you know, you could, uh, uh, you might be able to heat up your pipes. Yeah. You know, you could build a fire on your own. Yeah, no, we could, heating, do, yeah, we ooh, could do that. We could do that. We could do that. We, would, got, we got this. It would not be a problem. This is some, this is an engineering problem we could overcome. Exactly. Exactly. And then you still got the internet. We could redneck it. It'll be good. <laughs> redneck it. Yeah, my. Duct tape fixes everything. Oh, it does. And you can buy that electrical duct tape that you could wrap around pipes. Yes. You don't need heating and cooling. You can still keep your pipes flowing yeah, with keep water. Keep them insulated. There keep you them go. Insulated. There you go. So we we got this, Michael. We don't we we got we got this. Hey, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, uh, uh, we'll again take your calls, take your texts. 314-436-7900. This is literally at your service. That's what you call this, and that's what we do here on KMOX. back to at your service uh we had another person call in ask for the phone number for my law firm if you want to give me a call that's certainly not a problem my law firm harris dowell fisher and young my phone number is 636-532-0300 glad to take your calls and if you can if you want to send me an email that's great be young at harris uh, one of the things i think is going to be the enduring uh legacy of the coronavirus. There'll, there'll be many. This isn't clearly not the only one. But one of the enduring legacies that we're going to have is, is whether or not governments are successful in shutting down scrutiny of their conduct. That That's one of the, I think, could be the enduring results. And I, I mention that because look at China right now. <laughs> Some of the uh, uh, through a Freedom of Information Act request, we now know uh, that people, the the head of research at the National Institute of Health, who reports directly to Dr. Fauci, told Dr. Fauci in February of 2020 that there's no way the coronavirus existed in nature, that there's no way. And he specifically said that th- th- this was created in a lab. And at the risk of quoting, I hate to quote John Stewart too much, but, you know, John Stewart made a very observant comment here uh, a few months ago when he said, okay, let me put it in this context. If we go to Hershey, Pennsylvania, and we find that there's been a sudden outbreak of gooey, chocolatey, sweet substance that's, that's flowing down the streets of Hershey, Pennsylvania, are we to conclude that it came from bats? Or it's in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Where do you think it came from? How about the Hershey Chocolate Factory, okay? I mean, so so the, the Wuhan Institute of Virology in Wuhan, China, and this is where the virus breaks out, and the people who worked for Dr. Fauci specifically told him 80% chance that this virus came out of the lab. And even to this day, we found no natural source for the coronavirus that has affected the entire planet now for the better part of almost the last two years. And so governments want to shut that down. Fauci doesn't want to talk about it. He doesn't want to talk about gain of function uh, with Senator Rand Paul. Uh, He denies any involvement with studying research into gain of function for these viruses. So governments are, are really hostile to scrutiny. And what's interesting is, is that uh, just this week, uh, our my favorite congresswoman, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I really think she should have her own 
24-hour-a-day talk show. I really do. 24-7, nothing but AOC all the time. Uh, that would be the best thing for this country. Uh, but she said, uh, she didn't say it today, it was the last week, I believe, where she said, we're going to have to figure out how we rein in our media environment so that you can't just spew disinformation and misinformation. So she doesn't like it that there is scrutiny of the government, scrutiny of politicians and holding politicians accountable to, to, for the truth. And last July, and this is something I talked about a lot when it happened, last July, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki called on social media companies to act literally as government proxies to remove what the administration calls a narratives dangerous to the public health. And that's outrageous. The government can't restrict your freedom of speech. So in this instance, they're uh, the, the government is instructing social media companies to do what they cannot do. And I, I just uh, I find it outrageous that 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 is going to be I hope it doesn't. But one of the enduring legacies of the pandemic of whether we can control the whether governments can control the narrative. Right now, China has locked down 20 million people in China ahead of the Olympics. And, of course, you're not hearing that reported much anywhere these days uh, because the narrative is we don't want to upset our Chinese friends. We don't want to upset them. Well, how about just telling the truth and uh, uh, the truth about where the virus came from, the truth about lockdowns, and the truth about restricting our God-given freedoms uh, in this country or any other because of government overreach. I just hope that's not the enduring legacy of the pandemic. I got a great text here from Kevin. He says, I'll keep my answer succinct. I'd rather be warm than freeze to death. The internet typically will not save you from becoming an ice cube. So, you know, Michael, that's a good point. The internet won't save you from being an ice cube, but but yeah. skills will. Yeah. You you know, you get the skills. You gotta have the skills. You gotta have some of them. You know, at least one of the merit badges gotta help one of these days. <laughs> exactly. That and the firearms uh, one so you can go do some hunting if you need exactly. to. Yeah, I got rifle shooting. Oh, I'm good yeah. to go. Oh yeah. My my dad was the uh was the teacher of, oh. of the rifle merit badge. Very nice. Oh yeah. Very oh, nice. Oh yeah. So we, we did a whole lot of practicing on that. Hey, more to come here on At Your Service. We've got a couple more interviews coming up in the next hour. But the most important thing is that you are here, and I'm glad you are. Brad Young, we'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.